Hey friends, Mina here. Just wanted to hop in here and let you know we are rerunning our five-day challenge, Bestseller Secrets Challenge. We ran this about a month ago and thousands of people went through it. We had so much fun and our challenges are always so much fun. They're really great for um, giving you that extra motivation, especially in a time when we all could really use it. And this uh, challenge, the Bestseller Secrets Challenge, is all about leaning into what works right now to grow your product business so you aren't throwing spaghetti at the wall. So make sure you join us. Again, that's Bestseller Secrets Challenge. Take it again if you need that extra motivation. Join us this time if you missed it the first time. We really love our challenges and it's really going to be great. So head over to www.bestsellersecretschallenge.com and I'll put that in the show notes and we are so excited to see you in there. So let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my extremely positive co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. She's like, yeah, maybe today I'm positive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it changes every day. Talk to me in an hour. (laughs) So thank you for listening to the podcast and being with us. We know that you are all just trying to make it through and we're here with you. And one of the things we want to talk about, which is why we're recording this episode today, is that your brain is your own worst enemy. And we want to talk about that because we're seeing it pop up for some of our, you know, multi-seven-figure product-based biz owners. And if it's happening for them, for sure it's happening for probably the majority of us. Yeah. I think one of the best things to work on and one of the best places to start really is managing your mind. Your mind is what tells you you're in crisis mode or your mind is, you know, what tells you, okay, I can do this and I can, you know, make it happen and move through it. Yeah. I mean, we were, we didn't know we had a podcast episode scheduled with somebody today and we had like 15 minutes to prep for it. And I ran downstairs and my husband helped me and I was like, I'm so stressed out. I'm, I'm feeling so much anxiety. And he's like, you're just thinking things that are making you feel this way and, you know, take a breath and, and sort of figure it out. And so I know we talk about a lot, the Life Coach School podcast, and she there's she's got her model and the whole thing. But ultimately, we all know about mindset. Mindset is a very long form. If you do yoga, if you think about being in the present, if you think about all these things, um, it's your mindset and your brain that's going to get in the way of what you're capable of. Yeah. And I think that you have to protect your own mind in order to live your life, quite honestly. You know, I think that that's your biggest tool and your biggest downfall is your mind, you know, because it can get really hard. But at the same time, like when you do take, you know, this is why the word hangry exists. If you don't fuel your mind with food, your mind will go crazy and angry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> or my friends call it Big Bear Jacqueline because one time I was very hangry up in Big Bear <laughs> Mountains. Right. But so here are the things we want to talk about. We want to talk about what you can do to keep your mindset level. We know that there's going to be times that these dip and that things get better and we're, it's kind of a cycle, right, in which we're all going to be in. But what can you do to be preventative and proactive versus reactive, just certain situations that come up and new situations and new news and, you know, just things as they constantly are changing because it's no different than normal life. Like normal life is constantly changing. It's just right now, I think it feels magnified and scarier for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we needed that initial reaction time because nobody could have prevented COVID-19 from happening and or predicted it, quite honestly. Our lives were so different. I mean, it feels foggy even like how quickly everything happened and how drastically life has changed. And, um, and you look back and you're just like, oh my goodness. So we have that reaction time, right? But now how can we move forward with our quote unquote new normal, right? Because we're kind of forced into it. But at the same time, our minds are going to, we, we're going to need to take a minute to wrap our minds around it. And then how can we move forward going from here? So when you guys, so just so you both know is that me and I both deal with anxiety. Um, I feel like I have situational anxiety where it's not a constant basis, even though I definitely worry about a lot of things a lot of the time, but I've been in situations where they've been, you know, places that I've worked or just certain things that have triggered me where I've had to get on medication and, and do things. And I've weaned myself off of that. Um, Mina, do you want to say what you have? Yeah. Mine is more physical panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I'm not sure which one, you know, it would be categorized as, but there's been times probably like five times in my life where like, I remember the first time distinctly, I thought I was giving birth. Like, you know how you watch those TV shows and they're like, Oh, I went to the hospital. I gave birth by accident. I didn't know I was pregnant. And so there's always like these different fears. Usually it's child-based or birth that triggers it for me. And then I you know, feel like, oh my gosh, I'm losing control and my hands start to bend, like how someone has like a stroke and I can't move my fingers and I have to sit on the toilet. And I mean, all these different things that my body basically shuts down. And then now it's gotten to the point where um, I don't know what brings it on. But then when it happens, I, one of my things that I've done to kind of um, combat it is I prepare my kids. So my daughter's nine years old and I say, if you ever see mama and I yell for you, don't ask me questions because one, she's always like, mama, what's happening? What's going on? I'm like, I can't talk right now. Like literally trying to keep myself from, from passing out. And I said, if ever mama says I'm doing, you know, having my anxiety attack, you take a glass of water and you pour it on my head. And so since I prepared them, the panic attacks, I've probably had like three in the last two years, they've become shorter. And that's one of the things where I've just, I don't know what brings it on, honestly. So these are a couple of things that we're dealing with. And some of you may be dealing with things the same or worse or not at all. Um, but, but no matter what, and we wanted to bring this up because in the top mastermind, some of the women in there are, I mean, not some, all of them are astounding and incredible and amazing. And we're mm -hmm. honored, like beyond honored that they are in this mastermind with us and, you know, allow us to coach and facilitate them because their businesses are just incredible. But going through, I mean, part of the reason we have a mastermind is that we get to go through life together also. And so we're all going through social distancing and COVID-19 together right now. And it's really interesting listening to them on different days. And when certain ones hit 
rocky patches, right? They hit like an, they hit anxiety. They hit, I'm going to burn this thing down. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they go through so many things and it's, and it's interesting because in normal days you look at them and they're like, like thriving. I don't know. You'd look at them and be like, wow, they're so well put together and they've got it. They've got more than I do. You know, they're not having anxiety, but when you have those intimate relationships with people, you, you get to see all sides of them, which is beautiful and bonding, right? Like we feel such a bond. I think it's, you get to see behind the scenes. People have all kinds of different struggles. You know, I think that one of the things that I've always tried really hard with is managing my mind because I know how important it is. Um, and the that's what my theory is that the reason why I have panic attacks is because I have such a tolerance mentally of pain that my body can't keep up with it. So if I'm going into high, super high stress, my body reacts, but then my mind's like, oh, I don't know what's happening, you know, (laughs) just throw a glass of water in my head, you know? So it's like that balance of physical and mental. And I do think that from an outsider looking in and building these bonds with basically our friends and, and, you know, who's becoming our friends and more so every day that we, you know, have come to love them um, in the top and everywhere else is that we're seeing where they could falter. And it's probably going to be in the mindset, the mind. Their mind is going to be their own worst enemy because all of us, it's hard. It gets hard on certain days. And so that's when you need other people to help pick you up. And this is kind of where the episode is sprouting from. Yeah. Because as we said to them, we said, you guys, like your businesses are great. Their businesses are wonderful. Their businesses are strong, but their mindset's going to be the thing that brings them down. And so our goal with them and each other is to keep each other up as best as we can. And Mm -hmm. so I think one of our first tips to you guys is find that community, find a person you can call. And it might be a different person for different things. It might be, this is the friend I call when I'm thinking about medical stuff. I've got that. This is the person I call when I'm th- like, things are going on with my kids. Cause I call people. That's my, my way of dealing with things, you know, or this is a community I turn to, or this is my group, or maybe you go to your family or maybe you go to your faith, but find who or what that is for you to have uh, like an interaction because we're human beings and we need that interaction and to have some sort of interaction with somebody to help you get your mind on. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I think that even with myself and Jacqueline, right, we kind of seesaw back and forth between the two of us, right? Sometimes she's having to talk me into this, you know, more positive light. And sometimes I have to talk to her in this, you know, push her into the more positive light. So I do think that there's like a give and take in any sort of relationship that it's hard. You can't live in that positivity all the time, but you certainly cannot live in that worst case scenario all the time either. So there takes a little bit of a push and pull of, Hey, come up here, come down here or whatever that you can kind of help each other, especially in times like this, because we all kind of need to like process it allowing for that response in ourselves. So you guys may have heard of the reaction of fight or flight, right? But Mm -hmm. we say fight, flight, or fix. I often go into fix it mode. So, um, sometimes that, you know, you want to get in your car and just like go. (laughs) Sometimes you get in fights. And then sometimes for me, I go into fix it mode. Like what can I do? What do I have to fix? What I have to make? What, what I have to do to make something better? Um, so you kind of want to talk about some things like some tips maybe that we have on when you're feeling like fight or flight or fix ways that you can really 
help your mindset, protect your mind and, and get through this. So one of the things I think Mina does really well is that she has, um, like routines that she sticks to. And I think a lot of times I had seen an interview with people, some astronauts in space who deal with isolation all the time. And they were talking about one of the, the things that they do, the way they, everything is routine and they follow a schedule so that they know what their life looks like so they can follow it. Depending on who you are, how you do, there's that. So Mina, you've posted a lot on Instagram, different routines, like our morning routine. Yeah, for sure. And I'm flattered to say that you think that I stick with those all the time. (laughs) But I will say that I make it a conscious effort too. Um, I always have to come back to it because obviously I kind of steer left, right, sideways, upside down on these routines. Um, And sometimes I just get out of the habit, but then I try to prioritize them because I know that especially like, for instance, all of our kids are at home, but our kids actually thrive in routine. And all of us innately, we thrive in routine as well. It's just being able to know what we're expecting. And that helps a little bit with managing our mind. We know what to expect. And also we're, we're positioning ourselves to be more proactive versus reactive. And that's what the idea of the morning routine is, is that you're being proactive about it. But at the same time, like you can set so many things that make it really special. That's the ritual part and things like you can add your favorite you know, smelling candle, for instance, and it can be a whole different experience versus just being in a routine. Right. And then you go into the routine, like you said about for your kids. So if you're homeschooling or if you have to work, or maybe you have a full-time job, plus you're a product entrepreneur, you need to think about what your routine looks like during the day. Are you blocking out time? Are there certain days dedicated to certain things? If you're the one having to help your kids go through homeschool, plus run your business, you know, you have to kind of figure those things out. So I'd say scheduling routine. We're not saying get become like that Pinterest or Instagram mom that has everything written down to a T. If you're that person, great. If you're not, you just kind of know, right? Part of my routine in the morning is go to my Nespresso machine and make myself a coffee. It's just what I do, right? So one of the things is replacing habits with habits. So let's mm-hmm. just move through our mor- from morning to night, I guess. So okay, let's just say Jacqueline goes and gets her coffee every morning and I fill it up with milk, right? Maybe while I'm getting my coffee is the time that I might add on a habit, like attach a habit to it. So it might be at that point that I go and I scroll my Instagram or maybe I check my email that morning or maybe like you you kind of pick something that you want to add to your routine with that habit. When I bring this up, well, do you want to say something to this? Yeah, I think that you first of all, you have to decide what times you want to protect. I actually don't um, I this is so hard too. I actually don't love to look at my phone immediately or check my email immediately. So you have to protect that time. So if you're getting, let's say Jacqueline gets her cup of coffee, but she's protected that time from seven until nine AM. I don't look at my phone. I don't check my email and I'm protecting that time to enjoy this cup of coffee. And whatever happens during this time happens, but I will be away from my phone. Right. And so it's like- But it might be different, right? So I might only take my time right there from seven to nine with my phone. And then I go from nine to noon with my kids, for example. Right, right. So it's just those pockets of time that you want to create for yourself. Um, One of the first things I do is I open up all the shades Um, Some people make their bed. I definitely don't do that. But the reason why I open up my shades is because at the end of the day, I close my shades. And that kind of signals to me, I'm closing up my day. 
So Amina's talking about protecting your time. Another thing I want to talk about is the news. So we're constantly in this cycle of, I actually took the news app off of my phone so that I'm not constantly alerted with new breaking news. Um, actually saying this right now, my iPad still has a news app. And so that's flashing over on the right side, but my actual <laughs> phone is not flashing. Um, so you may want to decide when you actually check the news. Is it the best thing to check in the morning? Probably not. Is it the best thing to check before bed? Absolutely not. So find a time that you check it. And can you just stick to once a day Mm -hmm. for checking your news? Right. Um, If anything, don't check it before bed because then the tailspin happens. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I had read about was when we talk about replacing habits with habits is if you're going to pick up your phone, because we're all sort of triggered to that sort of dopamine hit that like you get from, I mean, I sometimes find myself going between Instagram, email. I don't know where to go, but I'm looking for something to happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm looking for something to happen. To stimulate your brain. Yeah. Something I'm like, it just can't be, I can't just have a normal morning. Like something, am I getting Mm -hmm. a sale? Am I getting like, is someone reaching out to us that I need to interact with? And so I've started replacing that need for my phone to be in search of something to actually reaching out to people. So I wrote to a friend that really like her husband was a writer on one of James's um, shows and we ran into them at Christmas time, like walking the streets of New York. Well, guess what? Cause New York feels like a really small town, by the way, you'll run into people all the time. We're not in New York right now. We're not able to walk around. So I'm starting to take some of those interactions of like, if I'm dropping my kids off at school and you usually say hi to someone and you're so used to seeing them and saying hello once a day or going to the city and running into people, I'm starting to treat my phone like that, where I'm just shooting quick highs. They don't have to be deep conversations. It's just like, hey, I'm checking in on you. How are you doing? Just wanted mm-hmm. to say hi. And so if you can replace that with outreach or those little wave hellos, but you're doing it via your phone, um, I think that's a good way to replace you looking for something to happen or to be shocked by. Yeah. Even if it's just that quick little note of, hey, was just thinking about you. How's it going? Right. Mm -hmm. Or you could even, there's lots of people that know people who are, you know, frontline workers or essential workers or, you know, nurses or doctors or whatever. Send them a quick note and say, was thinking about you, just wanted to let you know. Right. Doesn't make them obligated to answer you in any sort of way, but just kind of adds a bit to their day. So I think that that can be really helpful too. And then you're kind of giving them a little bit of motivation as well. Right. Okay. So another thing you can do is, I don't know if we've talked about this, but drink, well, no, we haven't yet, but drink crazy amounts of water and be active. So you guys have to really also, this is a time of thinking about your immune systems and keeping your immune systems fully functioning as best as possible. Water is one of the main ways to do it. Mina goes back to talking about hangry. Water also, I think really affects our mood and then also being active. Yeah. I think that especially with water, you have to remember because I just, oh my gosh, water is like my thing that I wish I was doing more of. Um, But water is the purest form of getting toxins out of your body. So I always remind myself of pure removal of toxins. (laughs) Otherwise I'm like, oh, there's water I have to drink, right? You're supposed to be drinking half your body weight of water every single day. I don't come close to that. So I just need to focus on it more. And, um, and then also just, you know, 
I think it's easier to reframe things in my mind as movement versus exercise. And so if it is going for a walk or getting out into, you know, the yard or whatever it is, get, going out in the deck. Um, and even if it's like doing a few, I don't know, jumping jacks. I don't know if they have to be that vigorous, but something where you're moving. And as Jacqueline said, that dopamine hit, um, you get all those, you know, dopamine, serotonin, whatever it is that stimulates your mind when you start exercising that you want to get going. And it doesn't have to be vigorous. It just has to be enough where your body feels rewarded from that stimulation. Right. And so when you think about fight or flight and you think about the feeling of fight or flight, like, can you just start to work out? Can you do jumping jacks? Can you move your body and like trick your brain? And so I think just that movement. And then as the day goes on, one of the things that we were trying to do, because when we work, we, Mina and I are the ones that would pick up our kids the majority of time from school. So we would work up until that point and they'd be like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go make their dinner and we got to go get the kids and we need to bring them home. We have to deal with kids at, like later in the day. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things to think about right now too, is your, um, transition time. So if you're working from home, do you have a time to transition where you can kind of ease out of work mode back into life mode if you're working? And then also same thing with transition in the evening, like transitioning into sleep, like what habits or routines can you create to make sleep inviting and that you go to sleep and maybe we get more sleep than we used to get because it's so important also to our immune system. Yeah. I mean, just, um, I love that you brought up transition times because that's usually where I tell people to start with routines is in the transition. So normally it would be, I would be telling you, make sure there's an after school snack or the kids know exactly what to do when they're at home, when you pick them up or, you know, that you figured out what time dinner typically starts because in transition is where you can really lose your mind. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a nice way of putting it, right? Because in transition, it's hard because, you know, it's like, oh gosh, I'm so spent and my mind can't think right now first thing in the morning, late at night, in transition of after school. So that's when you want to be thinking about, okay, well, my kids love that, that at 4 p.m., I'll set the alarm on their iPad or maybe Alexa can tell them, 4 p.m., grab a snack or whatever, right? They start to dip, I'm sure. So however you want to instill those things, but it's very helpful when you start to just start making some decisions, right? Start making some decisions on how you plan to move forward, even if it's constant adjusting. Remember, it's like having a newborn at home. You, You know, they tell you one day they want, you know, milk from the bottle. The next day they're crying for whatever, you know, like it's, you're constantly in transition right now. (laughs) (laughs) Four-year-old just as bad, their own set of things. So, you know, it doesn't have to be set in stone. It's just that constant revisiting of it. I think that that's important for you to try to wrap your mind around. Yeah. So these are just some of the gazillion ways you guys can think about fixing or helping your mindset, breathing, meditation, breath work. I use the Headspace app. Um, I actually have always used it for actually falling asleep because for me, turning my brain off at night is probably one of the hardest things. What I'd like to do is get up in the morning and meditate, but it means I'd have to get up before my kids, which I am not perfect at yet. And I guess the other side, I just want to quickly take this to is for your work, for business. So when you feel like 
your mindset's getting in the way and your business feels, maybe you're feeling hopeless with it, or maybe you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling a little depressed or feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling like my team is just not the team I wanted, or I can't possibly do all of these things. I want you guys to just kind of take a step back, take breath, create movement, find someone to speak to, take all of these kind of like holistic ways that me and I are talking about for your, for your mindset. And then I want you to take a step back and just think like, what's that first next step I need to take to fix it? Or I am seeing holes in this system. Great. I'm going to look at this as an opportunity to fix. Okay. This employee is not ideal for me. Or, um, I don't know how my business is going to work from home when I need this. Great. Think of it as an opportunity to figure out like, what do I need to fix, add, adjust to, adapt in order to make this work for me now? Because we've said this in another episode, but you guys are entrepreneurs. Like you're already so creative. Like you came up with these businesses. You came up with these alternative lifestyles. Like you can absolutely handle this and give yourself some grace on the days that you don't feel like you can. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think that as we all went into the crisis mode, for instance, um, the people, the employees, for instance, uh, is a lot of it. You know, I I know how to do this. I don't know how to handle my employees. I don't know all the things. Well, the first employees that were ever, you know, let go were the ones that you probably should have let go before anyways. So reframe it for yourself that you are going to be a lean machine that's going to be a business at the end of this because you didn't want to go into these changes, but at the end of it, you need to spot the holes that were there, right? So what Jacqueline is saying is, you know, look at your systems and say, why is this causing me so much frustration? You know, why is this making me feel like I'm so burnt out? You know, why has this been on my plate for the last year and a half? Why do I keep pushing it off? You know, why is this person still on my team? (laughs) (laughs) One of the messages this morning was, one of our masterminders was, I'm finding myself doing everything and my team is sitting back and just watching me do everything. And so part of it was like, well, maybe they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So as the owner of the business, can you come up with a structure? Do they know what their roles are? Do they know what their roles are today in the way that life is right now? And if not, take a second. Even if, you, if you've seen a dip in sales, great. It means you've got more time for systems. Take a second to work on your systems and think, okay, how do I come back out of this? Because like Nina said, those people already were taking a step back and letting the, bo- uh, the boss do everything. So now it's even more prevalent and like she sees it more mm-hmm. and there's ways to fix it. And when she comes out of this, she's gonna have, like Nina said, a lean, mean, awesome machine. Right. I mean, we're all going to have to dig deep to see what we can do in this time, right? Mm -hmm. This, like, literally what will happen. Um, Larissa Loden, she's fantastic. She's in the top mastermind with us. She was saying how her employees, they're going to need to show me things they've never shown me they could do before, right? Show me what you can do in this time, right? Because you kind of have to prove what your role is in a way. So we're all kind of trying to clarify for ourselves what we can do, how we can do it, what we're meeting the challenge. Yeah. I think that's really cool to even just think about for yourself. Everyone just think about this. Show me, show, I want to show myself what I can do in this time. Mm -hmm. Take back the power of, take back your power and think, great. Like we don't always, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow, like ever, right? Right. You don't. You didn't know if you personally were going to get sick or someone close to you was going to get sick outside of COVID or a mean employee would leave or 
your production facility would like close down or your husband would lose a job. You don't know any of this stuff. But now we kind of feel it a little bit more present in our bones and, and whatnot. But I want you guys to think like, what? Like, what can I do? Show me. I want to show myself what I can do in this and how I'm going to come out of this. And I want the same for you. Yeah, I love that. All right. If you love this episode, please share it with anyone that you think would like to subscribe and listen to the podcast. And as always, Mina and I are always in the DM and on Instagram. So hang out with us at the product boss on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks everybody. We'll see you over there. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.